This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to Voice of Change with myself, Lauren Jacobs. Today on the show, Yet Cape Pulpit, we want to inform you. And we also want to hold space for you if you've experienced something that we're going to be talking about on the show today. For the next hour, I'm going to be chatting about catfishing. And catfishing is something that we hear a lot of. We hear that term a lot of of it but we also don't often unpack it and realize that catfishing is incredibly traumatic and that victims need support need help and need help not only you know because sometimes catfishing involves fraud it involves scams it involves money catfishing but it also sometimes is not even about money and you will hear from my guest today Anna Rowe that she was catfished but not in the way that you think catfishing also can be just love catfishing without an exchange of money it can be in person it's not just online and sometimes it moves from being online to being in person a mixture of both there's a lot of ways that this happens and so today if maybe you have been in that situation or maybe you are in a situation where you're talking to someone and maybe there's something inside of you that's telling you hey this is I don't know I feel uncomfortable I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if this person is even real I'm not sure if this person is even you know, uh, just telling me things maybe that I want to hear. Maybe they are asking me for money. Maybe they are trying to move this into a physical space really quickly. I want you to stay tuned. Or if you know someone who is maybe talking to someone and you feel uncomfortable because you feel your discernment is up there and your intuition is telling you, your gut feeling is saying to you, there's something not right here, then I want you to tell them to jump on now. Get on to K-Pulpit and listen up. Because Anna Rowe is the co-founder of, of Love Said. It's an organization based in the UK but works around the world with many, many victims, as I like to say, also survivors of catfishing. And like I said, catfishing is incredibly traumatic, so we can't overlook it. She's also the founder of Catch the Catfish and a subject matter expert. She was a victim of catfishing herself for 14 months when she was catfished by a lawyer in the UK who was leading a double life with a fake identity. And she has been providing support and education for over five years for victims of online-initiated emotional fraud. Let's not just think that this is about money and finances. This is also emotional fraud. It's emotional abuse and it is intense. So Anna is going to be sharing her story with us today. So privileged to have her with me because she's been on so many different TV shows and so many different radio stations and so many different platforms and trying to get laws changed as well in the UK to further protect people who are victims. And so this is a very important conversation and you're going to want to hear Anna's story. So she joins me after this. Stay tuned. You are tuned to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. 
I'm so happy that you are joining me, Anna. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I know that you've had a really, really crazy day, uh, you know, from being on TV this morning, from being up at 3 a.m., from just uh, spreading the message and announcing some amazing things, but also just doing everything. You've been really busy lately, not just today. So I'm really grateful for your time, you. for your presence. And so welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, firstly, uh, you know, in the introduction that I was telling everybody earlier on, we we're talking about you and also Love Said and your mission to really support victims of fraud through practical support, mental health support, education, training, you know, just bringing attention to the wider public, to police, to other places about what is actually happening online uh, something also we call and we know so well here in South Africa called catfishing and yes. being for you know defrauded online and everything like that but this is not just something that's close to your heart you have the lived experience you know a lot of times people don't want to share their stories because we've stigmatized meeting someone online right falling in love and or you know connecting with someone tell us a little bit about firstly your story what happened to you uh, that led you to realize what was actually happening and that you needed to help other people yeah so um I met a guy on a dating app back in 2015 and mine is a little bit different to many romance fraud victims um the motivation behind my catfish mm -hmm. uh, wasn't financial. It was a sexual motivation behind his. Um, so he was portraying himself as a divorced father. Um, he'd been divorced for 15 months, just sort of treading, putting his toes in the water again um, with online dating to see how that went. He was looking for a long-term serious relationship and he had um, on his profile, he had things like uh, didn't like poor communication and mind games, mm. um, looking, uh, was humble, loyal, that, that those kinds of words that I now know are very much red flags, not only on uh, my catfish's profile, but also on romance fraud profiles in general. Mm. So I was groomed online for three months. Um, in that time, he first put himself forward, opening himself up about things that had gone wrong in his life, why his marriage hadn't worked. And of course, that entrusted me to him to share about my experiences too. And mm. it was at that point in the in the grooming process, if you like, that he was getting out of me all the information that he needed that he would later be able to use sort of against me, if you like, mm. uh, throughout the relationship that, that we had. So after three months, we met in person. And the next six months, we actually had an in-person relationship and that became an intimate relationship. He'd asked me to marry him. Um, and then after that six months, it was literally our six month anniversary. Um, I didn't know that was going to be the last time that I actually saw him. Um, but very strategically um, through this, there was a process that I was put through. I now know. Uh, so I had the grooming process go on and then I had what is known as love bombing, mm -hmm. where you are literally made to feel like the most important person in that person's life, that your opinions matter. Um, you're you're made to feel the most wanted, the most needed person that you've ever felt. Mm. And they mirror back at you the kind of person that you need them to be. 
So it creates that kind of intense soulmate connection that, you know, if people are honest, it's that kind of once in a lifetime relationship situation that everybody moves for. Um, And then the trauma bonding comes. So you start getting put on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. They're testing you slightly to see what they can boundaries they can push with you. And then he told me that he's this this is a guy in person standing in front of me in my house, a six foot lawyer with Mm -hmm. tears in his eyes, telling me that his mum had been diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Um, He he, you know, listed all of the symptoms. He listed the treatments that she was going to need. He was absolutely devastated. And I was devastated for him. Mm. And all of it would be really awful if any of it had been true but it was done purely for the the point of keeping me close and being able to use that situation to manipulate me further Um, if he needed to change plans he could use that as an excuse for example and it it kept me close it also gave him the opportunity he knew that I loved to be needed and so he would say to me please don't leave me because our plans have needed to change I can't do this without you I can't Mm. do it alone I need you you're the only person that can help me through this kind of thing Um, and at the other end of five months of not seeing him because here in the UK, you, you may be aware, we went through Brexit at that time. Mm. He was legal working in aviation in Europe. There was a lot of stuff going on. He'd told me that his mum's health had taken a turn for the worse at that point. Um, and I actually said to him not to stress himself out to come and see me because mm. I wanted him to be strong for his mum and his kids. Um, and time and time went on. Um, and as time went on, the hold that he had over me because it really is like these people have a hold over you mm-hmm. um that hold started to slip slightly and that gut instinct that we always tell everybody to listen to started mm-hmm. to surface and i started to get paranoid about what was going on and it was at that point um it was in october that i put my profile back on the dating app mm-hmm. um i it had my age, my name, my location, but it had a stock photo on it. I'd taken my picture off and put a stock photo on it. And very, very quickly, when I put in the same demographics as I had before, mm-hmm. I came across his profile. And at that point, you, my world fell apart. Um, I I got in touch with him, challenged him about it. And um, for a couple of days, he got away with it because he'd said that he thought if he'd deleted the app from his phone, that it deleted the profile. And mm-hmm. I'd recently discovered that a lot of people were getting caught out like that. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt for a couple of days. But then he went radio silent. Um, and so I put the app back on my phone. And what I hadn't realized was that um, I'd swiped on the picture, the profile when I came across it. And as the app sprang to life, it came up, you've got a match and then you've got a message. And in my mess- in my inbox was a message from him saying, hi, Anna, I'm Anthony. Let me start. Where are you based? Which was the exact wow. same message that he'd sent to me 14 months previously. Um, and it was at that point I realized that he'd been doing this all the time wow. while we'd been together for 14 months. So... Um, the next day I played along for a little while and then I ended it with him 
but my gut instinct had really ramped up at this point and I felt there was something worse going on that he wasn't just a player mm. if you mm. like yeah so I started trying to investigate to find out who he actually was and I realized that the guy that I knew didn't exist basically wow so I started a hunt to track him down and I did after six weeks and discovering that he had a very you know a very distinct pattern of what he was doing on the apps where he was grooming and matching and then messaging between six and seven in the morning. Mm. Um, And over a six week period, I sort of tracked where he was and finally tracked him down to his real life. Wow. And so was he just doing this with multiple women that he was meeting on the app? Yeah, so it was a a while later that I had proof that the phone that he was using was actually a phone dedicated to his fake double life. Mm. He was leading a double life. Um, And then I realised that the whole time I'd seen him online, it was with other women. So I knew there were lots of other women involved the whole time that I was with him. And, you know, after I went public with my story, um, other women started coming forward. And to this Mm. day, I, I know of five over my time I know of 17 of us all together wow 17 I mean that's what you know of obviously there could be even more a lot more so why the big question that people always ask and I'm sure you get it as well is why does somebody do that you know so there's there's the obvious thing of where sometimes people are catfished for money which we're going to talk about as well because you get that a lot where you know absolutely Obviously, Tinder Swindler raised the huge awareness of what is actually yeah. happening uh, yeah. and and how clever these individuals really are. I mean, it's not just a fake life. It's creating a fake life for themselves. I mean, you're really caught up in, in what the person is, who they are, et cetera. So we know kind of about, you know, money and help me mm. with finances and kind of thing. But this particular yeah. individual that was in your life, yeah. People probably ask you, why was he doing this? What was he getting from it? You know, and is it something really, we would probably say really wrong with this individual, like psychologically? Why do they do this to other people? Um, what is it that they're getting personally? He's he's not alone, unfortunately. And it, there's, you know, from, from when I set up my website, I've had so many women come to me with similar experiences from different men as well Mm. um you know catfish come in all shapes and sizes as with everything you've got some where it's you know the the least nasty if you like is where the person themselves has sort of got self-esteem issues and they don't think that they're going to ever be able to talk to the people they want to with their picture and their life and so they 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 use somebody else's pictures to try and and create those relationships that they really want. That's kind of the least nasty ones, although it's still really detrimental down the line, as we know, Um, and no relationship would ever be able to last when it's based on lies like that. You've got people that do it for revenge. You've got people that do it for jokes. You've got people moving on then. You've got people that use um, other people's photos for sextortion, whether that's um, for money or not for money so whether they're exploiting people for pictures just for their own self-gratification and then you've got ones like mine that come offline and he was literally he obviously wanted to fulfill his own his own needs at the Mm. cost of anybody else he didn't care what the cost was for anyone else but alongside that 
I know, you know, when I've talked to all his victims, his other victims, that he absolutely got a kick out of the control and power that he had over us through the deception. So he was fulfilling that need in himself, whether whether that meant that he felt inadequate in his life and it gave him some sense of greatness in himself to be able to control women like he was by making them believe that he, we were in this relationship with him. Um, I, I, I'm not in his head, so it's yeah. difficult for me. It's difficult for me to know. And then obviously we've got in-person catfish uh, like Cecilia's Tinder swindler. And there wow. are so many more of those than we realise actually. There's a lot of the in-person ones that go on. And then we move on to the ones that stay online. Um, as we we have uh, the 419, as they're known as 419 scams in the main uh, mm-hmm. that come out of West Africa. I know you've got a lot of them there mm. in South Africa too. And then we have, uh, there's a new type of romance fraud called pig butchering that's coming out mm-hmm. of Southeast Asia, which is a combination of romance fraud and investment fraud that's mm. been combined. So these scams are evolving all the time but the commonality between all of them whether it was mine that wasn't about money Cecilia's that was in person with money or the online frauds is that journey and that process that victims are taken through to get them where the abuser because it is an abuse yeah an emotional abuse um to get the the victim where the abuser needs them to be and that is to be complicit and compliant Mm. for whatever it is that they want out of you Mm. It's so important that you're sharing this with us as well, because the truth of the matter is, you know, I have somebody in my life that met someone on a Christian dating app. Now, this is very interesting, right? Because they play the card of also being very religious and being yes. very into that. Uh, we're in the same faith and I'm in this church. And 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 the person was really, uh, you know, got connected with this individual that they met on this app. And it was really, you know, you know, calls and all sorts of things and leading on for a long time and then radio is silent and then oh I couldn't uh you know talk to you because I was at this Christian place that didn't have signals like we live in 2023 uh mm. there's not that many places in the UK that don't have signal but anyway so you know that and then and then eventually the person gets ghosted you know like mm. that after a long time or after a period of time where there's all those emotional things that you're doing to someone else and the person just suddenly Mm. disappears and there's no explanation and there's a lot of trauma and heartbreak that actually comes with that and then the person that's left behind is feeling ashamed almost because they're like well it was just online so no one I mean it shouldn't have been you know maybe I was wrong to connect with the person or no one's going to take me serious because it wasn't in person but it actually Mm. that's not true you know the, the the other individual the catfish is so clever at connecting with you. And like you said, having those conversations with you, getting out of you, what have you been through in your past? You know, how can I, you know, be there for you? What do you need from me? All of those things. And did you find that as well? Not only for yourself, for many people that you've met as well. It must've been quite a lot for you to deal with heartbreak. There's trauma involved. And I don't think that's something that people talk about enough to realize that it if this happens to you online, there's going to be heartbreak and there is trauma attached. Absolutely. And like I said, it doesn't matter whether it's in person or online. Um, what came naturally to mine and Cecilia's and these other people that are in person, it is 
the behaviors of narcissists and psychopaths you know Mm. I didn't make that diagnosis for mine that's what I was told to go and research by a counselor that I saw because it was something the trauma that I was experiencing afterwards was like something I had never felt before wow and um they told me she she said go and research narcissists and psychopaths and it was that that opened my eyes as to how he did what he did with me and it is all about that that grooming and that mirroring of what you need because they listen very carefully Mm. and these online scammers have adopted those behaviors and so victims where they're only online I say only online because those particular scammers are incredibly clever at backing up their lies now, especially mm. with the technology that's available. So people can fake video call with deep fake software. Okay. They can clone, clone, clone voices with AI, you know, voice cloning tools. Mm. Um, they can feel very, very real. They're talking to that person. They're seeing that person in front of them having a conversation. Mm. And it's, so it's not just someone typing on a keyboard anymore. Yeah. Um but sometimes, depending on the sort of person that you are as well, sometimes words are what mean everything to you. You know, we talk about love languages and how people are affected differently. Some people only respond to really big grand gestures. Other people love words of affection. Mm. And that's what that's what draws them to someone. And if you're a person where words and affection in that way makes you feel safe and loved, these scammers ha- are going to have a real big hold over you Mm. because a lot of victims have low self-esteem and low self-worth and so when you're being given that much attention and that much affection constantly it's quite easy for them to get under your skin Mm. and to make you feel really special and confident about yourself as well Mm. and then they start to take a little bit of that away that's where that emotional abuse starts to come in but you just remember when it was really great and Mm. so when little things are wrong you just remember what's great. And you think if I hang on in there, it's all going to be great again. And that's how they kind of keep you hooked with this pull and pull and, you know, pull and push throughout the relationship. And it's, it's very, very clever, but it's also really detrimental. Mm. And when you come out of it, not only are you grieving the loss of this most intense, crazy, powerful relationship you're also grieving the fact that the person you fell in love with didn't exist. Mm. So you're all double grieving when you've been through this kind of thing. And then some people on top of that have lost money. Yeah. So it's a triple trauma. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And oh, it, it feels like it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking really, isn't it? And I'm sure that you must hear some inc- incredible, yeah. not in yeah. a good way, stories no. of, of, off the back of what happened yeah absolutely off the back of what happened to me I needed I wanted somewhere to go and put all the information that I'd learned because there wasn't anywhere for me to go so I started my uh, website catch the catfish Mm -hmm. that's when I started getting um, emails from people where I could see that there was a financial intention behind the catfishing profiles and I'd never heard of those scammers at that point but I have a thirst for knowledge and I am the per- sort of person that will go and research things to death. So I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went and learned all about those scammers and I hide in their training groups and I see what they're doing and they bargain with each other and they trade hacked profiles and they wow. show each other how to get numbers to use in the scams and setting up this, that and the other. They teach each other how to do these fake video calls. They share software that works really well. And anytime something new comes out, they share the updates. 
And for me to be able to support victims well, I needed to know all of that so that when victims came to me, I could show them when they say to me, but I saw them on a video call and I can go then and find that information. I've got it on posts all over my social media pages now. And I can say, this is what they did to you. And you can slowly start to unpick the fake reality that's been created around a victim. And it's never just one character in the story. There's Mm -hmm. always multiple characters. Mm -hmm. They literally build a fake reality around those victims. Mm -hmm. So it can take a long time to to bring them out of that. Um, But now I help 75 to 100 victims across the globe. I do have some victims from South Africa Mm -hmm. as well. And it's it's a never ending battle, but we don't ever let them win. That's my motto. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and it definitely. Was, yeah, yeah. And then, like you said about Love Said, um, just it was about a year and a half ago now. I met Cecilia Philhoy from the Tinder Swindler. Oh yes, <laughs> doing a romance forward webinar together. So you know, I started getting asked to do that because I've I've got quite a lot of knowledge about these now. And um, she wanted to do a similar thing. We wanted. We wanted something bigger. We wanted to go out there and talk to the police, the financial institutions, to change the stigma in society, to get laws changed, to make mm. things easier for victims. Yeah. Um, and mm. that's when Love Said was born. Mm. So that's that's our plans for the future. I love that. And and again, it's, you know, wanting to help other people. And like you said, getting laws changed is, is super, super mm. important. And I also yeah. wanted to ask you, you know, sometimes people could be listening to us and they could be thinking, I could be caught up in something like this, but maybe there's some things that I need to look at. But we're going to do that right after the song break. We're going to go to a quick song, but I don't want you to go anywhere because Anna and I are still going to be together after this. And you're going to want to... Stay tuned because we're going to be talking about, you know, some red flags, things to look out for, because this is happening all the time and it's easy to get caught up in it. So don't go anywhere. We will see you after the song. There is radio and radio. And then there is Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Can you hear the difference? Here with me, Lauren Jacobs, and joining me, Anna Rowe, here on Voice of Change today from Love Said. And I know that you've been tuned in right from the beginning. Well, I hope that you have been to Anna. I firstly want to say that I'm so grateful for yourself and for Cecilia doing the work that you're doing as well. And many others that you have connected with and who are sharing their stories because it is so important. This is this is the new crime that is happening in the world right now and like you said as well it's evolving and will continue to evolve the more technology changes uh you know like you said ai coming in all these crazy we see it all the time people take jokes out of it you know the ai reality and the filters and stuff but people Mm. are using that in a very negative way and it can be using that to scam and to catch people now one of the things that i saw and I love that you share on your social media as well pictures that some of mm-hmm. these scammers use. And a lot of times, and I've actually seen this, uh, people try and friend you and they're using pictures of like soldiers, army soldiers. Yeah, why is that? Absolutely. Why is that this big thing? And oftentimes military guys like, uh, you know, those American, I would say like Navy guys almost with their yeah. hats on and like looking all good. Well, like, you know, guys that are like have fought the war in Iraq, you know, and like... Yeah. Why are they using those kind of things? Is that very clever to kind of hook you in? Because, I mean, 
you you see that I've seen that of people sending you yeah. friend requests and using this picture and immediately my gut is like this isn't a real person no army soldiers trying to friend me no um military along with like offshore workers remains the top professions used by scammers and there is reason for that so military obviously is a very brave and trusted respected profession hmm. and not only is it very trusted um, and respected but it also gives opportunity for scammers to have um, the emotional pull of there being danger involved if they're saying that the the, the person is deployed overseas mm. the other good thing for scammers with military using a military profession is that it's actually quite a mysterious profession and unless you're from a military family or you have been involved with someone in the military before, you are not likely to know the ins and outs of what's allowed and what's not with mm. regards to the military profession when they're deployed or when they're at home, how things work, mm. how things don't. So scammers in these cases uh, can say they're abroad. They can say they're deployed. Um, number one thing is if they're really deployed, they're never going to tell you where they are. Yeah. So that's a huge flag. If they're openly saying I'm deployed in Afghanistan or uh, whatever, like something like that, they're not ever going to tell you that because it's a security risk. Yeah. So um, military generally will not request or message random people online unless they know them in their real life. The other the other things that military uh, that military scammers, I should say, do is say that they can't video call or that they would get in trouble if they video call. Mm. All military are allowed to video call on bases. They have special rooms where they can go and video call their family, phone their family. It's not a problem. Um, they say that uh, they don't have access to their bank accounts when they're deployed. All military get paid in exactly the same way that any other job does. And they always have access to their money. It's mm. not a problem. But also when they're deployed, they do not need anything all their meals are supplied, medical supplies are provided. They do not need or want for anything while yeah. they're deployed. Um, they do not need to pay for leave. This is another thing that scammers say, um, that if they want special leave, they have to pay for it. That's another myth again. So if they're on deployment, they're not going to get leave unless there's an emergency at home. And even then, transport would be supplied to get them home. They don't need that to be paid for. Um, leave is earned in the same way any other job so every month they earn I think it's like two days leave and then that adds up they do not need anyone to apply for that leave for them they will often get a third another person involved another character makes the victim feel important can you email my commander mm. as my next of kin they've made that person feel very special their their class now was next of kin to the soldier after x amount of months can you apply for leave from my commander for me and so they bring a commander in. That kind of thing doesn't happen. They just email their commander and say, can I have leave when I'm at home for such and such? Yes or yeah. no. Same as any other job. But it's really unknown because the military is a little bit mysterious. But the guarantee is military will never, ever ask for money. I've been told by some real military that that's actually a prisonable offence for military mm. to ask any strangers for money. So they're just never going to do it. They just won't. Um so that's that's some real, you know, that's real things to think about if if you get a request from military. Um, mm. Similar with offshore workers. So, again, that kind of profession is quite mysterious. And unless you've done it, you wouldn't necessarily know the ins and outs. Yeah. So 
Um, they will often say if the scammers are using that kind of profession that they're stuck on an all week for six months and they're not going to be able to come home until that six month period's up. Mm. I've been told by some real people that it's the longest that they can do is three weeks. If they've done three weeks, they then get three weeks off. So whatever they've worked on the rig, they get that amount of time off the rig. All transportation is paid for. They have super speed, high fast um high speed wi-fi on the rigs <laughs> yeah. you know they, they don't need money for wi-fi or anything like that on the rigs um so similar scenarios but it's because people don't know why would people know yeah what the outs are and that's why scammers love using those professions also oil rigs can be a little bit dangerous again you know it's, yes. it's bringing that emotional danger kind of thing into the scenario mm. Mm. um they use doctors a lot Doctors are generally used with the military. So they'll say that they're working with the UN. UN only use local doctors as a rule. So they would not be employing doctors from the US and things like that. Um, I've been told by real military that there are no military units on peacekeeping missions, which is an absolute favorite with the scammers. They'll say they're on peacekeeping missions. There are none Hmm. on peacekeeping missions. So, but again, how would people know that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're not sitting around googling what's the military up to or or no. trying to find it out. You know, it's it's uh, and again, well, this is really good information as well because people are using this online. You see it on Facebook a lot, and they're okay. using that, and then they're trying to get into people's lives. But if 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 say that's not the case, and someone's on the un- unfortunately we're going to say Tinder, yeah, because I'm thinking of the you know I mean these kind of yeah. dating apps. There's many of them, and and like I said, even Christian ones, even yeah. religious ones, uh, all the time they target the them particularly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. I don't want people to be ignorant of that and think, oh, this is a safer, more safer space. Or even sometimes people use apps that they have to pay for, like dating apps that have a bit of a fee, okay. and then they think. Oh, it's more safer, right? Because I'm not but just... the scammers think if they're paying for that app, they might have more money. Exactly. So the larger organized crime groups will go and pay to use those apps as well because yeah. they think it can be more beneficial. Exactly. So how do then, Anna, how then do you protect yourself if you are someone that's kind of wanting to use a dating app and you're, I don't know, looking to use it? How do we protect ourselves then in general? What are these flags that we should look out for and how can you safeguard yourself I, that's probably a big question probably a, uh, you know oh there's so many pitfalls that someone can fall into but how is a better way to go about doing all of this there's there's definitely things that we can look for before we get emotionally involved mm-hmm. so if 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 the uh the person obviously has pictures there are some amazing platforms out there to do reverse searches my personal favorite rather than the the classic google image reverse search yandex bing tin uh there's new ones out there that actually use ai to detect the face so it hmm. it looks for markers on a face rather than a particular image and then it the ai then finds where the the familiar face is on all the other profiles on platforms and it it ranks them by how many markers are matched basically so you get you get bands of rankings of whether it's certain confident uncertain and it sort of it goes down and down in its ranking um those are absolutely brilliant 
they can sometimes uh, show up if that particular face is on multiple profiles on one platform, you're almost guaranteed it's going to be a scammer then, obviously. Yeah. Because if that face is being used a lot, um, sometimes you'll be able to find the real one from that. Please, you know, don't don't go harassing people. There is terms and conditions on Face Check ID, which is that particular platform. It is free to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you know, it says don't go stalking people. Yeah. If you know the, the real one from that. So that can be a first thing to check. Um, there are particular professions that those scammers use. Like I said, uh, military, offshore workers, contractors, which includes architects, builders, all of that kind of thing. Uh, people that deal with luxury goods, so property, jewellery, um antiques that kind of thing so they they don't ever pretend to be poor they very most of them pretend to be rich because that's when they're going to be able to pay you back obviously um so those kinds of professions generally they will say that they are working abroad or they will go abroad shortly because they need to have that excuse for something to go wrong Hmm. with online banking um but one of the quickest things that you'll notice with these scammers is that whatever app they find you on, and it's not just social media and dating apps, these scammers will literally go anywhere that there is a chat facility or a comment facility. And I mean anywhere, mm. gaming apps, fitness apps, you know, friend me apps, you name it, they're there. Um, but if they very quickly try and get you to move from that app to a an encrypted chat app like WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal, Viber, IMO. There's lots and lots and lots of them. They're doing it for a purpose. And it's because either if it's a big organized crime group, they want to get you passed off to the next scammer in the chain. They've got you Mm. hooked. They send you off to the next one to start the next part of the scam. If they're a, a little group, they want you off there because they know that there's the possibility that their profile is going to be reported and blocked. They don't want to lose the contacts. So there is a reason for them to want to get you off there. And it is a, it's a big red flag if they do that. Google mm. chat, which used to be Hangouts, is still one of their favorites because mm. they don't need a phone number for that. They verify it with an email. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're probably some of the biggest. And then overall, because like I said, some of them are in person, we need to remember what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm. And the majority of these, but again, it's it's not carte blanche. They don't all, it's not, you know, every single scammer, but yeah. the majority of them that you'll find that things move fairly quickly. So mm. the love bombing. Um, it's very, very intense and they they will they will declare feelings for you very, very quickly. Mm. Um that's yeah. that's part part of it. Um some scammers don't ask for money, so don't get, you know, people shouldn't get caught up with if they haven't asked for money, then they're not a scammer. Mm. Because a lot of scammers also use victims to launder money. Wow. Um it's it's part of what they need to be able to, you know, make the money that what they've stolen untraceable. So they they make victims part of a laundering chain as well. Wow. So So there's a lot to actually look out for there. I mean, you've you've given us so much to actually look out for. And I really hope that anyone listening who thinks that, you know, maybe this is their reality will take some of this on board and go, hey, you know, actually I need to think about this. But also I do want to encourage anybody who's maybe listening or maybe needs some help to go on over to the website that Anna and Cecilia have as well, 
dot org that's love dot org and go on over and reach out to these wonderful incredible women who are sharing their stories but also doing so much to educate to help to try and change laws and there are support systems available as well and uh, I can't believe there was like a lot that I still wanted to <laughs> ask you but we I can't believe we've come to the end of our time together but I want to say thank you so much I'm following the work and continuing to share the work and it's so important what you're doing so thank you so so much for being here today but also for the incredible work that you're doing and may you reap such a great blessing from that and may those laws get changed and people's lives be impacted for the better so thank you it's a a real privilege talking to victims because they really are the nicest people on earth yeah you know that's that's why they get hit hard with these because they are the kindest people Mm. so we need to remember that as society and stop being horrible when things happen absolutely absolutely anna thank you so so much have a wonderful evening i hope you get some good rest thank you very much indeed there is radio and radio and then there is radio cape pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m can you hear the difference I almost feel like I need a debriefing after chatting with Anna, not only because, sure, I feel really happy that she is so brave to share her story and to empower us today. I feel a bit the wiser from having this conversation with her. But I also feel really sad about the fact that this is the reality. And this is not something that many of us are kind of thinking oh we've never experienced it or we've never heard about it or we don't maybe have a friend who is sitting on maybe even social media or a dating app who could be in danger of this if you sit there right now do you maybe know somebody who is online who maybe a friend or a family member that you love and care about who is actually wanting to meet somebody but just doesn't know how so they've taken to an app they've taken to social media and maybe we think to ourselves, is that the okay way to meet somebody these days? Is, is Should we be concerned for them? Do we feel scared for them in a way? And I, I truly believe that if you're sitting there, you probably know at least one person that has used an app or used uh, social media to meet somebody or is currently using that. And because I know that I do and wonderful Christian individuals who use these kind of things. But we also got to realize today that there are certain dangers and we just need our loved ones as well to know and to realize the impact of all of this and just how to protect themselves. And maybe we also know people who have been catfished, who have been scammed, whether it be love fraud, whether it be money fraud in some way. And if they are still feeling traumatized or they still need further support, please, I encourage you to help them get that support. Go on over to lovesaid.org and connect with Anna and the team there. And there is a great way for you to receive support for help. And I pray, just like Anna said at the end, we need to believe victims. We need to believe them. We also need to create safe spaces for them to share their stories, to feel supported and cared for. Because this is an intense trauma. The person you fell in love with does not actually even exist. The person that you have a relationship with, whether it's physical or online, wasn't even in a relationship with you. It was all a terrible, terrible game. And so let's believe victims. Let's take this more seriously. And now we have been informed and we are more aware than we were before. 
on this situation. So I pray that we will take it seriously. I'm so grateful to Anna, to Cecilia as well, to Love Said, to Catch a Catfish, who is sharing this information, making us aware. This is online crime that is happening today. And as we move further and further into different spaces where that online world becomes more you know blurred realities we're going to see more and more of this so let's be well educated and well protected let's protect our hearts as well so until next week it's been really great to be with you be blessed and as always blessings of goodness joy peace and love take care This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.